If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. The creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Heavens to Megatron. The, the others. All right, y'all. We back with episode eight of Can't Call It with your boy Jay Kill. And your boy Jay Wright. Man, and we back with another dope pod step two. You know what I'm saying? We let y'all the story time. Boys is messing with the story time, bro. Like the, the, the Jamarcus Russell story, dog. Dog, the Paul Gasol's got hung up, but the story lives on in infamy, man. I appreciate y'all listening, but that was a real life traumatic experience for me. And, Bruh. Uh, <laughs> hey, I can't, I can't tell you how many people was asking about Paul Gasol having shoes, dog. Hey, it was a legit thing, man. I had them joints uh, for about a good year and a half till I realized they was ugly as fuck, and I just couldn't wear them no more. Bro, yeah. at least you didn't have them trash ass Starburgers that I bought that one time, dog. Hey, man, look. You the only cat I know that bought those shoes and actually used them for their purpose. Now, Bro. I know Cats and Monroe was wearing them for fashion, but you was wearing them the hoop in. And I don't think they made it past one attempt, right? Like they was just one and done. Man, so we're gonna do a very <laughs> brief story time. So I don't know what year we was in school, but I came so, so I live in Houston. And so I, I came back to school early for, during the summer, I think. And boys was like, hey, let's go to the wreck and hoop. I was like, cool. All my stuff's still in boxes and shit. So I really can't even find my shoes. But we was at the mall. So I was like, bet. I'm going to stop yeah. by the Stephen Berry's and Mall of Cartana. And I'm going to go ahead and get these these kicks. Because, you know, Starberry was doing it for the hood, right? Yeah, yeah. So I buy these shoes, all whites, looking real icy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> at this point, I think we was in our Golden State mode. The we believe Golden State, not the the Steph Curry and them Golden nah, State vote. Nah. And uh, you know how we do, we run up and down the court. Man, I went up <laughs> for a rebound and broke my goddamn ankle. <laughs> these fucking shoes. And I threw them shit straight in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> them hoes was still white, no scuffs, Bruh. no nothing. They weren't even worn down. But I was like, nah, these are the worst shoes I've ever played in. I've never been hurt before. So I was like, no. Nah, I wore you one time, and I'm about to die. That was like fourteen ninety nine or something like that. And nah, I felt like Big Mama. I was like, y'all not going to cut my leg off. <laughs> hey, man. I said, look, it takes some courage for you to come out here in these shoes, bro. Bruh. You can see plastic molding on them and, knew it, and you just knew this wasn't going to hold up a full length, a full court game. Not full. We played full court. Yeah, I don't. I might have played two games, maybe in them shoes. But hey, man, R.I.P. to the Starburys. I I heard he a legend in China, but not with them goddamn shoes. More power to him, man. Shout out to Starberry, Stefan Marberry. Yup. But anyways, man, back to why y'all really here to talk about this LSU football big week this week, even though it's the off season. We got the draft. Oh no, we got the draft. But first, we're gonna get to the the spring game, dog. What you, what you think, it. man? What you, what popped out man, to you, man? Look, I'm gonna tell you, I'm keep it one hundred, man. Uh, everybody wants to talk about the quarterbacks, and rightfully so. Quarterback, um, quarterback. Dave Finley, because he's black. We're gonna go with him first. Um, he black lives matter. Yeah, and he he's not accurate because he's throwing off his back foot, man. For him to yeah. be that big. He doesn't step into his throws and mm-hmm. it shows, man. Come on, man. Use that full frame. Use that leg work and get that ball up out of there, man. Like, he's using all shoulders and, it, and it's not. And it's no zip. Nah, nah. So, it's what's, what's uh, causing him to be, um, you know, less accurate. And also, that's dropping him down the depth chart. So, I see it as Miles Brennan one, 
Max Johnson one B. Yep. And, uh, that is just kind of. I don't know. I like Nuss. You know, I like the Nuss bus. The Nuss bus. He's a freshman, man. He just needs a little more seasoning to him. Max yeah. and TJ actually have game experience. Actually, um, at this point, you could say TJ has the most game experience out of everybody, but yeah. Miles has the most program experience and he throws the best ball. So I got to give it to him. But man, we'll see, can, man. Let, me, let me interject real quick because. Um, you know, one thing I kind of put into perspective was quarterback used to be a weakness for us, and now you could argue that's one of our strongest positions. It is. That's a testament to Coach O, man. I don't know how he's doing it, convincing these kids to come here, but I think it's also a little bit of the Burrow effect. Yeah. And, um, just, just being honest with the recruits. Like, hey, we're not necessarily a quarterback factory, but you can help come in and change that. And yeah, won a championship, played the highest level. You see, uh, the all the team, the the program I always compare us to in the East is Georgia. Mm. And for a while, Georgia had solid quarterback play. Yep, not great, but very solid. Very solid. You know, you had Aaron Murray. You had my guy. You had cats like that coming through the program that would be two, three year starters. Yep, and they keep rotating them. So. You kind of aim for a situation like that. And so I think we're at that point now. This is actually the deepest quarterback room that LSU has had in a long time. I ain't even talking about 2000 era. I'm talking about like 1980, 1980. <laughs> yeah, yeah. type stuff. So I'm with it. You just Now they're playing the game and keeping all of them happy because somebody is eventually going to transfer out. That's just the nature of the beast when it comes to quarterback. Oh, for sure. But if I, if I had to put my money on it, it's going to be TJ. But I mean, well, yeah. He, well, I mean, you know, Black Lives Matter. And he's the, he's like third on the depth chart to me right now. Yeah. Nuss can get red shirted and still be around for a good while. Yeah. Um, TJ's burned the year eligibility. So if I was looking at how things stack and how things are laid out right now, he would be the odd man out. But you never know. You never know. Yeah. Things happen, bro. Exactly. I think, uh, you know, and the dope part is how many schools in the SEC can say they have three quarterbacks with SEC experience, bro? Uh, uh, right now, you I don't think anybody can say that. No. Normally, when you say that, it's a bad situation. It's like, oh, you got all these guys that are just journeyman, like, you know, Tennessee or something like that, when they just yeah. pass out. But we actually had talented cats come in because of injury or things of that nature. So I think it's a good problem to have. Most of the time they say if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one. But in this instance, we have four solid options that I'd be like, hey, if they roll out with any of these guys right now, I'll give us a fighting chance to win. But back to the spring game. You asked me about the spring game. Yeah. And the start of the spring game to me were two DBs, Jay Ward and Dwight McLaughlin. Yes. Okay, Sean Butte is a true number one. But – I need to see on the back end of the defense some communication and some playmaking. And I got that in spades from Jay Ward and Get up. Yep. I was overly impressed with their play. They showed some swag. We've been lacking in DBU, well, at least last year. And I think with Eli's Rift being out, you need to show some some depth at corner. And they were able to do that with Dwight McLaughlin coming in and having some nice plays on the ball. Now, it could be a little bit of fool's goal because you you go against the same cats every day in practice, you kind of know their tendencies. But true, true. I think the elite level of talent that he's going against, this is actually helping his growth. So I think we're going to be good. I think we're going to be decent when the season rolls around with uh, the depth that we have on the back end. I really do. Yeah, man. Uh, when I was watching it, I just wrote down names because, like, we all know in the spring game, you know, you're not gonna see uh, Jake Peets and um, what's wow. what's what's my man's name? Um, Durante. We're not gonna see their schemes in in this, you know, and nah. nor nor did we want to. We want to keep that for the for the uh, the regular season. But I wrote yeah. down Jay Ward, Kayshawn Butte, and Dwight McLaughlin, and all those three cats all jumped off the screen to me. Which is hard to do when you're running vanilla plays, and I think that's a testament to how cold they are 
that you oh, could yeah. really st- stand out in a, a a room full of stars. And I mean, Derek Singley played. He he didn't do bad, but he was not the star. Nah, nah. And like you said, Elias Ricks is on the sideline, so we're talking about four DBs right there that's all got playmaking ability, bro. So we in a totally different position than we were last year, man. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. And I think that bodes well with the trajectory of college offenses. Now you got to play a nickelback as much as you play two corners. So yeah. you need to have three, four, maybe five corners ready to go, yeah. three, four safeties ready to go at all times. And so rotating these guys, getting them in, getting them ready to play with a defensive coordinator that's a DB coach as well, I think it helps. So we'll see when the season comes around. There's going to be more more exotic stuff this play. Right. I think these guys were ready when it came time to shine in the spring game. Man, it was all go. I look at it like this: if Dwight's gonna be your third, I think we we cooking with grease, man. Because I'm Ricks and Stingley have showed they can they can go up with anybody. So if you got Dwight on a on a third string receiver, then we're gonna be a little scary back there, bro. Yeah, because you can't forget Cordell Flott, man. Even though he's light. He's like Naz. A lot of experience. No, 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 a lot of experience. He's, yeah. a, he's, a, he's a decent cor- corner. So I just like to see that added depth. That's all. So um, that, I love the play of the corners. Still a little suspect at linebacker. I didn't see Damone. No, no, no. Oh, Jalari. Now, he's a, he's a star. He's a yeah. star. He's going to be a legit first round type talent when he comes out. But other other than that, I'm looking at the linebackers and I'm like, look, bruh, somebody, anybody, <laughs> just make a splash play, you know? Somebody do What's something that you turn my head. What's that like Kurt Franklin? Somebody. Anybody. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Wally P. AKA Kurt Franklin. <laughs> I gotta do it every episode. Hey, Somebody, it's May the first. Rain down, oh May. Come on, rain down, oh May. That's for all my HBCUs because they love gospel. Melodies HBCUs. from heaven. <laughs> rain down, oh May. And that was our praise break. That was our praise. Hey, look, break. man. Everybody know you had to sing that growing up in the black church, man. That's the one song you had to know. Hold on, you gotta hit this part. Rain down upon me. Do, 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 do. Man, look, if you ain't hit so if you didn't hit that, if you didn't hit that with the rest of the choir, you was out, man. You ain't black and you didn't go you church. You was out. You was out. Straight up. Hey, uh, one other note I had was uh you know, I mean I'm I'm nitpicking, but I, I didn't see a lot from Ty Davis Price or um all right, what's our what's our man's name? Uh, his counterpart Emery. Yeah, I'll um, tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why. What's that, man? What's that? Emery was out, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was out. He's been injured. So the I'm gonna tell you just like this: if I'm the head coach and we only got one scholarship running back available, we ain't running the ball. Mm. <laughs> so good point. Good point. Ty Davis Price, and you got some walk-ons and some guys that was like. At the bottom of the scholarship count, getting some carries. Even Coy Moore carried the ball a couple of times. That lets you know we ain't got the depth that we want to run it back, and we ain't got the guys healthy yet. So, hey, uh, right. who Trey was that? Bradford, right? Who was that white boy? Was he a real running back? Man, look, he probably went to Rommel or uh, <laughs> John Curtis or. Uh, Barb or something. I don't know, man. Dude ain't no, he ain't, I don't think he a scholarship back. Um, shout out to him, though. He's probably in Tiger Land right now getting laid, but he ain't no real player. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> it's, not, it's not something we're going to need to know week eight when we're going against Florida. Yeah, yeah I, I think, mm-hmm. uh, and, and touching back on the offense, I, I like what you said about Kayshawn. I don't think he, he's unquestioned number one 
I think the real thing is gonna be is is John Trey the number two? Is it is it Jenkins? What what are they gonna do with Trey Palmer? Like you have yeah. to find a way to get this man in space with the ball. Um, clearly, you're not gonna put any gadget plays nothing like that in the spring game. But I'm I'm curious to see how the wide receiver position shakes out because it's been a strength of ours, and I, I see the talent. I just don't know how it's gonna get put together. Man, look, I put all faith in Jake Peace. Any man with seven kids that can come to work and coach football can organize anything. So if you can get seven kids to IHOP. Yeah, then you you good, man. You could you could you could get the ball to Trey Palmer in space if you can get seven kids to 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 sit in a minivan. You're fine. You're good to go. Where is the Pete's family eating? They Sunday breakfast at what restaurant they going to? Bob Evans. I've never <laughs> been inside of Bob Evans, but I, I'm pretty sure it's full of Caucasian decor from the 1950s. Maybe it's probably like the restaurant in Happy Days. Yeah, and their mashed potatoes have no flavor. I was thinking, I was thinking the Crackle Barrel. Uh, that's, yeah, that's a spicier Bob Evans from what I hear. <laughs> I can just imagine the Pete's children yeah. uh, playing them little checker games on the rocking chairs outside hey, easily. Man. Look, they more power to them, man, because if the you pizzas. can cor- corral all those children to a restaurant, let alone sit down and eat, you can, you can command the offense. Straight up, I have it's, all faith in him. This play caller should be unquestioned. Unquestioned, dog. Nobody should second guess him. It could be crunch time. We're driving downfield, two minutes left against Alabama, down six, and he calls a, a run play on third and twelve. I'm trusting it to work. Yeah, this same guy had to corral seven kids to go anywhere. I'm pretty sure he knows what he's doing. And with that, we're going to move on. Uh, yeah. You know, if you haven't seen the spring game, I think you could actually YouTube it. That's how I watched it. Okay. I, I didn't catch the live one. But they got uh, the full game with no, no commercials. So check that out. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, moving on to this this past week, bro. You know, saying hello to the new team and saying goodbye to some old friends, man. Uh, the draft, dog. The draft. Uh, Cheers. Ta, 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 ta. So as <laughs> as as we know, the the, the main headliner, our yeah. boy Jamar Chase linking back yeah. up with with Joe, yeah. Joey B, in Cincinnati. I think, said, I think you said there was a possibility, and I said no, nah, man. Yes, yeah, sir. That's why you talk, 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 talk. Look, I just make predictions. You got all the you got all the insight. I'm just going off my gut. That's just something hey, told. Man, so, sometimes you got to go by the spirit, man. You just singing melodies from heaven, and God told you that was the case. Let him use you. Yeah, and you you were right, man. And the Bengals saw that. They probably listened to our podcast and was like, you know what? It makes too much damn sense. You hey. got to get Joe comfortable. So I'm with it. Yeah, somebody from Cincinnati was like, them niggas know what they talking about. I don't know yeah. if they said the N-word. They did. That's what they, they did. In they, yeah. And then maybe they not out loud, but in their head they said it. Man, let's let's call it spade a spade. Let's call it like it is, man. White people say the N-word. They just <laughs> say it in their head. They say it in their head, man. Look, I've been at work plenty of times, and I know nigga. And I know when they saying it in their head. And they had that look in their eyes, like a gleam in their eyes. Yeah, I feel like I know. Uh, <laughs> these truths are self-evident. Yeah, you know this. I know. Um, I know. Some people argue that you know Joe not gonna be able to even throw it to Chase because you know he, he's steady getting hit. But uh, I look at it like Chase is a once in a lifetime type of receiver, man. So you got to go get him, man. And the chemistry is undeniable, and we can find some linemen. Dog. I, I don't think it's. I don't think you can go from you know to a garage sale and get them, but. You can make some moves yeah. and with the cap and all that can, kind of stuff. You can always get linemen later in the draft too. Like yeah. choose, you can find a a, a gem in the uh, in the later rounds, a uh, diamond in the roughs, as they say. But I just think 
Jamar is like he's not a, a once a lifetime type receiver, but he's a generational type talent. In that this dude is elite with the ball in his hands. He's elite at making those tough catches. He's elite at tracking the ball. So he's comfortable with Joe already. In a sense, I think it makes sense to go ahead and make that pick, and I'm all for it. You know, um, I do think. Panay Sewell was a franchise left tackle. Yeah. But they've already signed offensive linemen this offseason. So maybe in their room, they know, hey, we got somebody we can kick outside. They'll protect Joe. Uh, if they don't, I got prepaid legal services I can sell them <laughs> to kind of circumvent them going to court. <laughs> yeah. The boy, I mean, they signed three more. Uh, they, they drafted three linemen in the draft. And like you said, they made some offseason moves. So I think there's a plan there. They realize Joe is the franchise, and they're going to do what it takes, I think, to take care of him, man. If not, you're just stupid. Somebody's going to lose their job if they don't. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it or is Joe what it will is. Leave. Joe will leave like James Harden. Straight up. <laughs> giving you everything, and this is all I get back in return. <laughs> it's strip club tokens. I'm out. Straight up. So, so Jamar was our only first round draft pick. Um, mm-hmm. The next man to come off the board was Terrace Marshall. I th- I thought he was severely underrated. Um, yeah, being the production he put up in nineteen and in twenty, and and actually in a limited amount of time too, with multiple quarterbacks, I thought that was yeah. very impressive. Um, but he, he links up with Joe Brady, so another reunion mm-hmm. of sorts. I think that's like the perfect place for him, even though he slid a little bit. Yeah. Who in the NFL knows him best? Joe hey, Brady. Joe Brady. And I think what hurt him was his injury history. You know, you got to be available. That's the best uh, trait you can have when it comes to pro sports is being available. If you're True. always hurt, nobody's going to invest in you. But I think he had enough talent to overcome those injury history issues to be a first-round pick. But the way things were falling, it was just some teams that already developed their wide receiving court to the point that they didn't really have to pick too many after the first round. Yeah. And that's why he kind of slid a bit because I think he's going to be a good fit in Carolina. I mean, other than DJ Moore, can you really name a receiver out there? I haven't been able to name a a Carolina receiver in five years, dog. Steve Smith, the lightning bug. Senior, like, Steve Smith, yeah. senior. Got to say the senior. Speaking of uh, Steve Smith, I actually heard somebody compare Jamar Chase to a mix between Steve Smith and Anquan Bolden. I heard that too. That's I thought an that was... ugly person, but that's <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like a 15-year career, if you could do it that. Is. Yeah. and Because neither one of them fast. missed games. No, they didn't. They were tough. Can make all the catches, and I see the same thing in Jamar. So I think he's going to be a good, good fit in that division, and a good fit with Joe. I think Terrace got a good, good place to land in in Carolina because I don't see any other big body receivers making an impact there. So he can kind of etch out a spot on the roster, be a goal line threat for them, also a deep threat because he has speed. Um, and sure it is, DJ Moore. But um, yeah, man. I think I think some of these players kind of got picked. It fell true to form in a sense, you know. Like nobody went too high because if you want to go a little bit further into it, uh, the only person I thought would fall a little bit further was uh, Tyler Sheldon. Mm. You know, but we talked yeah. Let's about uh let, let's talk, let's let's run through these other cats real quick. I don't yeah, want to spend yeah. too much time. Jabril Cox going to Dallas in the fourth round. What you think about that one? They need help on defense. Uh, I thought I was going to get drafted by Dallas at one point. <laughs> but you see, they took a, a, another former Tiger and Kelvin Joseph. Yeah. Yep. And they they already have uh, Stefan Diggs, little brother, the other corner. Then yep. they drafted another corner. And then they drafted Jabril Cox after they took Michael Parsons in the first round. So you got to think. They said, look, our they back seven is heavy. Our back seven sucks ass and we need to do something about it and they just drafted 
anybody else. The only thing they scouted offensive players. Like everybody was saying that uh, they were in love with Kyle Pitts. I think it was a smoke screen. And yep. they said, look, we need defensive help in the worst way. And they drafted yeah. defense. And that was Man. smarter than them. They should have. Yeah, Cowboys got offensive weapons. I mean, that's not even an issue. Um, oh, no, no. I, I actually think Jabril Cox in the sixth round is a hell of a pickup, man, for somebody who uh, yeah. who can play multiple positions like that. I, I thought that was a hell of a move. And I could see him being the starter, you know, not maybe the first game, but eventually being a starter for them. So that's a very valuable pick. I think um, a lot of teams just didn't know where to peg him at. And I think with him being in that division, you can see him lining up and covering Saquon Barkley, you know, and then maybe covering the tight end the next week against Washington or something. So that's why I say I think eventually he can grow into a starter for them. I think it's a good pick, a good pick, good value, and a good spot. For All right. Let's uh, Tyler Shelvin in the fifth round with the Cincinnati. I know we kind of touched on him already in the last episode, but you got yeah. anything else to add to that one? Uh, I got much to add about Ben Yeh batter, man. He, uh, <laughs> he, uh, you know, I think teams run a lot of multiple in the NFL where it's three, four, one week and four, three the next almost is what it looks like. So it's, you need multiple body types. And I think him being a sensei will actually help him because Joe is there, Jamar is there, people that kind of be in his ear saying, hey, get right. Like, fall in line. This is the league. You can get cut, get in shape, and be ready to play. And I think that'll help him because, you know, basically the Bengals are becoming LSU North. And uh, it's a good locker room kind of emphasis on that to uh, have him there. I thought, uh, I thought. I thought Cleveland was uh, LSU North. Man, look, it's 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 that division turned into LSU North for real, man. Except for uh, Baltimore, all that guy's Patrick Queen. But... Yeah, I saw that tweet. He said, "Man, I'm by myself out here." I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> but you know, it's 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 nice to have that many former Tigers in the league, especially in one division like that. So I just think, you know giving him a shot, they should probably say, you know, he's talented enough. At the beginning of the year, he's considered maybe a first-round pick, but you, you out of sight, out of mind, and you ain't look like you lost any weight or tried to focus really on losing any weight. And yeah. At one point, you were a true nose tackle. I need you to be versatile, especially when you're trying to get into the league. Yeah, buddy. Uh, next pick, we got uh, Jacoby Stevens to Philadelphia. Man, I thought he would have went earlier, bro. I really yeah. I feel sorry for him, but I also think it's just sometimes things fall, you know, kids fall, and it's nothing against them. It's just people need other things, and they see things and qualities in other players that they really like in their system. And so he just became a kid that fell, fell, fell because of system fits for everybody else. And I think just kind of like with Jabril Cox, it's a value pick in that one day you probably see him start for the Eagles and it'd be this season. Mm-hmm. They'll be like, oh, man, this kid from LSU picked late in the draft. Yeah, And now he's making plays on Monday Night Football. At least he's in the league. You got your foot in the door. Now you got to make the most of it. And I think oh, yeah. Next cat, uh, I thought this was interesting to see him fall was Racy McMath uh, in the sixth round of Tennessee. You know, oh. oh, man, I actually figured this would be where he would get picked. I thought he might be a seven-round pick. Yeah. He just, he just doesn't have enough when it comes to statistics, you know. And his main call or, you know, claim to fame is being a, a special teams guy, too. So, yeah. At this point, you're more so drafting the athlete because you can kind of move him around a bit. You know he's going to be able to stick in special teams. If he doesn't make it as a receiver or on your receiver depth chart, he could be somebody that you could use in that role. So, do you think, think uh, you think he becomes this this generation of LSU players like the the that, that Russell Shepard role? Yeah, just like James Wright, Russell Shepard, those cats, even Russell Gage. Yeah, for somebody that's like they didn't have the statistics 
that coming out of LSU, but they ended up being starters, um, maybe year two or three in the league for a team. So I can see that happening for Racy. And he, he's a good kid too, good character kid. So I don't see him squandering the opportunity and, and falling to the wayside. So I feel like most of the time when you get this late in the draft, these kids tend to not stay on the roster past a year or two, but I don't see that happening with Racy. I think he's he's going to endear himself to the team, make himself a roster spot by being versatile and valuable, not only on offense, but on special teams. And that's probably how he's going to cut his teeth is being a special teams athlete and being able to be a gunner, uh, run down on kickoffs, stuff like that. So I think yeah. that's going to happen for him. And it might be a case where, you know, he might not end up with Tennessee, but, you know, find a spot with that second team yeah, where he, he yeah. stays there for six or seven years. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think whoever I think whoever ends up with Racy, ultimately, they, they got a, a good quality player. I mean, the sixth round, <laughs> got a lot of kids. And as a sixth round pick, I mean, it's low risk, high reward at that point. Yeah. Um, and now I think this is where we see the uh, the two opposite ends of the spectrum on sitting out the twenty uh twenty season. So you start off with Jamar Chase, who sat out and went in the first round, and we end with Kerry Vincent Jr., who goes in the seventh round to Denver. Oh man, yeah. That that one, I know that kid had to be hurting on that one, man. That that was rough. That was rough to yeah. see, man. And. You have to think, it's, it falls true to form, man. Like, you set out, so you have no film from this season, even though you had some good film in 2019. 2019 actually started off rough for him. You know? Right. You know, those games like Texas and uh, to a certain extent, um, I would say like Alabama and games like that where a player two would be made in his direction. And they even got to the point where they were picking on him a bit. Oh yeah, so his turning point was maybe like the old Miss game, which is tough to say because that game sucked for the defense. But mm-hmm. Kerry made some plays in that game, and I think mentally it helped him. And you know he's a speed merchant, runs a high, you know, forty. But teams are more so looking to say, okay, which carrier are we going to get? We're going to get early twenty nineteen or, or uh, late 2019. and we have no film from twenty twenty to go off of. So. I feel like that's kind of what happens when you, you opt out like that and you had a, a Jekyll and Hyde type of 2019 season, you become a seventh round pick. I mean, you can look at you can look at another team in our division in Alabama and see kind of the same thing in a sense in that Dylan Moses missed a year, mm-hmm. came back and then had a Jekyll and Hyde type of season. He didn't get drafted at all, you know. Yeah. The league, the league is more so. What have you done for me lately? Yeah. So, if you show any chinks in the armor, that's <laughs> not just going to be glossed over. They're going to say, "Okay, why the hell you cannot do this? And <laughs> what's going on?" And especially in football, as opposed to basketball, mm-hmm. basketball is almost it almost helps you to have less film. Football oh, yeah. is the opposite. Which yeah. makes no sense if you think about it, because you have less mileage total nah. in football. But they want to see what you could do yesterday. Yeah, dance and make them dance, and film uh, put them in. So you gotta have yeah, film buddy. There, man. So, but I, I think Kerry is another another example of you know maybe his first team don't work out, but as a nickel corner man, like you said, the league is moving to a multiple set, so. If he can find a spot in, in a niche where he's that go-to nickel, oh, another yeah. cat that could have like an 18-year career with limited sure. plays or, you know, not may not be a pro bowler, but he's going to make a lot of money. And I actually think his versatility of being so fast, a team may say, oh, let's try him out at returner, you know. Yeah. Let's see if he can return kicks, return punts. And so that can add some value to him as well. I don't know necessarily if he's going to be able to do that or is he open to doing that, but he may need to be open to doing that. Because yeah. if you're in a late pick like that, you got to now say, okay, whatever you want, 
I'm willing to give in to. Straight up. Uh, Man, so congrats to all the LSU Tigers. Um, Wish them nothing but but love and and goodwill as they enter their new journeys. Mm -hmm. But uh, let's talk about some some good stuff now, man. This this 2021 draft, dog. Let's get to it, man. This this draft, this is the first time I've really watched a draft uh, in a minute uh, from top to bottom, at least of the first round. Yeah. And, bro, I was on my couch in tears on several occasions, dog. Go ahead and speak on it, man, because I'm going to tell you straight up, I ain't going to lie. I could not watch it. I could I just – I wasn't into it like I normally was. Every year since I was maybe five, I've watched the draft, especially the first round. But this year, I kind of knew it was going to be some bullshit. So, I just said, yeah. you know what, I'm going to just check my phone and see what these teams do because I've been watching all these black movies and stuff. Yeah, and the Judas and the Black Messiah and everything, and it's just kind of got me on edge. I don't know what these white folks gonna do. So let's let's, let's go. Let's go ahead. Well, I want to hear your take on first, it. First off, talk. first off, put the <laughs> draft back in New York City, dog. I don't all this. We going to Chicago. We going to nobody wants to go to Cleveland, dog. I don't. Nah. I don't. Nobody wants to be outside. Mm-mm, mm-mm. They try to do the socially distance thing. That was awkward. Mm-hmm. Put this thing back in Radio City Music Hall, dog. Like, the kids want to go to Times Square, see their picture up there, live the life. Let them kids ball out in New York, bro. Nobody yeah, wants yeah, to go yeah. to Cleveland, man. Nah, I've been to Cleveland once, and it wasn't fun. I've been too. <laughs> it's not. It's it's not fun. I don't know why the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is in Cleveland. It Cleveland is not the move, dog. Nah, now. Are you gonna are you gonna address the elephant in the room when it comes to social media reactions? Because I think CD Lamb had the, the the viral moment last year. Oh, when he took the phone from his old lady. Yes, bro. Uh, so let's get to it, dog. <laughs> Alabama receiver Jalen Waddle gets drafted, <laughs> and that nigga pulled a SpongeBob. All right, I'm gonna yeah. head out. <laughs> and just beeline to the goddamn stage, dog. I was like, <laughs> I thought I was tripping. I was like, he he didn't hug the, the family, Bruh, He didn't touch a soul in that room, man. And you know, you can see in their in their reaction that they were genuinely excited. And I yeah. guarantee you, someone in that room asked for some money right before he got drafted. Had to, right bro. Before he got the call, it was like, hey, cuz I just need. 10k to open up this strip club I've been talking to you about and Jalen was like fuck it yeah. <laughs> I'm done, I'm done. And, and for those who didn't watch Jalen has a traditional black family it was his mama was there his daddy was there uh-huh. I, I assume some cousins some brothers some some aunties yeah. it, it was deep uh deep. And, and he got up and left now that suit he had on was sharp he had a little two-tone lapel well, one lapel didn't match the other lapel, and it was double breasted. Yeah, he was clean. Yeah, he was yeah. clean. I but uh, but damn, cuz I you ain't hug nobody. He ain't but he nobody, adapt nobody. But he dapped you. up. He dapped up uh Devontae Smith, and he dapped up Mac Jones, and he dapped up um what's the other cat uh, that went early that was at the draft? Um, he dapped up like what's three it? or four of his teammates. Yeah, but they didn't ask for no money. No, nah, that's <laughs> they true. Already, they all getting paid the same day, so he he cool on them. But I so, think somebody in that room pissed him off. So you think he cut everybody off, or he just cut off that one cousin? Everybody, everybody, all of them. They gonna be making shoes in Pelican Bay, and I'm done with. Though, that boy gonna block all their numbers, dog. Man, it was it was a classic moment, man. Like I've never seen someone get up and get out that fast, and it's such a celebratory moment. You know what I mean? Like this is a celebration. You just got picked in the NFL draft. You didn't hug your pops. You didn't hug your moms. Nobody, you bro. You didn't hit your cousin with an elbow shimmy or nothing. He got up. Nothing. I, I actually was looking to see if there was like some um some like known beef and yeah. I couldn't find nothing, dog. 
Nah, I'm telling you, somebody asked for some money for a barbershop or some some Bitcoin or something. Somebody was trying to get some ends before he even counted his ducats yet. So, yeah, he was ticked off. That's my theory. I think he was asking for it too soon. And he was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm out. I'm done. And Man. He jumped out. Jumped out the gate on him. It was, it was, it was viral. Uh, I think only black folks picked up on it, but it was hilarious. I loved it. Yeah, it's interesting thing is that uh, you know, he's back with Tua, so I think this is the Dolphins basically saying, "Look, Tua, we got you one of your uh, favorite t- targets. If you can't make it work now, then we got to do something else, man." Yeah, yeah, man. We gonna see what they do, man. It's just it looks good on paper, but then. You got to see, is he going to be available? Because he has an injury history too, man. So, Yeah, I, just, I mean, I just, one could say his injury led to a Heisman Trophy on the other side of the field. So It, it, it did, because at one point, Waddle was my pick for the Heisman yeah. early in the season. I just thought his, his athleticism, athleticism and speed were on a whole different level, and he was blowing games open for them. And – I didn't think Devontae was going to be able to carry the load like that with him out. And like you said, it led to him getting the Heisman because Devontae did. He yeah. was their number one and number two pass option. In the yeah. The season. So, 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 so let's stay here since we are talking about a Alabama receiver. The mm-hmm. Alabama cats in general were open casket sharp. Dog. I don't know who the suit man was or who the mm-hmm. tailor was. But Jalen yeah. was clean. That Devontae Smith had the the little the little belt loops of yeah. the little drawstring. That was Look, that was man. dope. Uh Mac Jones fat ass had a nice suit on. Bro, I'm telling uh, you, Alabama, Alabama fashion has come a long way since oh. in the heat of the night, man. <laughs> since in the heat of the night. Of the night. With Bubba and them in, in Sparta. They've come a long yeah. way, fashion-wise. Yeah. I got to give it to him. I'm not a fan of Patrick Sertain Jr., but yeah. he had a nice suit. I, like you nice. said, Waddle, Waddle had probably the best one out the joint. He had, the, like you said, the the, the mix-match lapel, and uh, the suit was just – it was clean. It was yeah, that was hard. That was hard. So I'm about to wear that. I'm about to get something like that made. I think Waddle gonna be on Culture Three. He had the, the Migos chain. That's what I was saying. He had a little Migos <laughs> swag to him, bro. He had a little Quavo going to yeah. him, man. It might yeah. be why he jumped up out of there like that, man. Yeah, P- Patrick Sertan the second had had the the chain too with the bow tie and that that I don't know what do we call that. Uh, was that salmon? I don't know if that was salmon or if that was rose. Oh, I don't know I don't what color know. that suit was, but it was clean oh. too. I don't know. We have to ask Donovan. Colorblind. See what he's doing. Uh, he, he don't know, dog. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think uh, they got a, they got a suit man too. I get they already got a good bag man down there. You and know they got a good bag purchase. man. Yeah, so they secure the bag all the time. But now they getting into the suits, so I gotta give it to him. But I still think Jamar had the cleanest fit. Oh man, Jamar took the the LeBron James approach with the all white, yeah, with with the with the designer kicks, Mr. Ice Cream Man. That's what yeah, I man, that and, and, nice. and and he had to keep it true to, to self and hit the gritty when he uh came down the hallway. I appreciated Gosh, that. Gosh, too, man. I think that's just the swag of you know Louisiana LSU. Yeah, that man, was a uh, was was pretty cool and. Like you said, they do need to bring it back to uh, Radio City Music Hall. It's just it's a different feel when it's in New York, and you know it's in New York. And it feel like a big deal. Crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, man, um, also, also that long ass hallway. I, I I guess that was for COVID protocols, maybe to keep everybody yeah. on top of each other. But that was like yeah. watching WrestleMania entrances oh, three different man. times, dog. Like it was way was too long. I thought Stone Cold was going to come out of there at one point. Bro, I was waiting for Hacksaw Jim Duggan to come out there with a two-by-four, bro. <laughs> man, 
I'm telling you. Stone bro. Gold! Stone Gold! <laughs> the puppies! The puppies! The puppies. <laughs> <laughs> was, man, look, that was... <laughs> That was a long ass hallway. Man. Bruh. Tell every cat, there's your hat. There's yep. your hat right there. Also, bro, mm-hmm. uh, let me see where I want to go next because we brought <laughs> that, that area. Uh, yeah, hold, the on, hold on, hold on. Let, let me let me keep some <laughs> before we get too serious. Let me back it up. Who was that? Um, let me see how we're not going to cancel. Insert pronoun here. <laughs> person that announced the Cowboys pick uh, with them drips. Oh, um... What the hell was that? Um... He, she... <laughs> who, uh... Herman. The announcement. I have... I don't know. Um, they said something about... I don't know. It was like a special... You know how you do the special fan and all this stuff. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Caitlyn Jenner made the pick, but it was nice um, to have participation from the LGBTQ plus community. Dairy Queen slash. Yeah, man, let's move on. We're moving on to Cincinnati. Uh, (laughs) So then, this is where we get problematic, dog. So we had we had Trevor Lawrence go number one. Yeah, he kind of like a woman. I still don't know who Zach Wilson is, but he went number two. Yeah. <sighs> then the disrespect began, dog. Uh, the 49ers took Trey Lance. That was a smoke screen. I'm telling you, they've moved about that since jump, man. So now I'm pissed off. So a couple things. Trey Lance has some issues follically that uh, Trey Young has already, which kind of threw me off. I- I'd never seen that young man in real life until then. But he got money now. He could pay for some for some treatments. Uh, Are you talking about that ridge in the front? Yeah, whatever that was. But what I didn't like was ESPN with the subtle slugs, dog. Uh, my man Trey Lance and Justin Fields both had picks in their highlight packages. And I mm. saw it. I saw it. I ain't yeah. seen it with nobody else, dog. Yeah. Why, why they did that to them boys, man? I ain't appreciate yeah. that. Well, you know what it is. Is subvert. Um, basically, they brainwashing us, man. Yeah, <laughs> they, bro. Get, they expect they want you to expect them to make a bad play. They want you to expect to think it was a bad pick. You know, um, I actually think Trey Lance is going to be very successful in San Francisco. I think Justin Fields is going to be very successful in Chicago. Um, reason being is they went to two excellent play calling type coaches and they're in situations with good defenses. Yeah. What's going to happen to Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence or um, it's going to be a shame to see that they're going to suck because the teams they're on suck. True. You know, the 49ers are actually built pretty good from the inside to the outside. Yeah. Um, the Chicago Bears have a great defense when healthy. So I actually think those two teams made good picks and have good fits. Mm. And they actually have two black quarterbacks now. True. Zach Wilson's gonna suck in the New York Jets <sighs> offense. Sam Darnold, sorry, Sam Darnold was probably doing praise dance when he got traded. Like, get me oh, the hell up out of some. here. For sure. And now we're going to see it. You know, they picked the kid. He looks like uh, extra from High School Musical. And he's going to need all the musical uh, motivation he can get. Because this is going to suck. This is going to suck, for real. There's yeah. nothing out there for him. There's, there's, there's an empty uh, cupboard out there in New York. With the yeah. And, and so, uh, so while I was, I felt mm-hmm. my man Justin Fields was still disrespected. He was. Two points. At least he didn't go after Mac Jones. He he did. Well, he got drafted before Mac. Because if he would have yeah. got drafted after Mac, I probably have to get a new TV. But because uh, <laughs> I'd have broke that bitch. But I he might have fell to a, a good spot, bro, in in Chicago as opposed to being oh, yeah. in in New York. So. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I actually think, like I said, I think it's a good fit for him. He. 
necessarily doesn't have to be the savior right away. Yep. But he also can look like a savior if he comes in and plays well. So that team, they need a kickstart on offense, somebody that can extend plays and kind of carry the offense in the cold weather. And he's Which he's used to. Ohio State. Yep. So yeah, I think you I think he's gonna be fine. And he has a mentality to wanna be great. I, I like the vibe of, I like the vibe of his draft party, dog. He kept it to the immediate family, dog. Like we ain't here for no oh, games. Yeah. yeah. I'm already feel disrespected. Let me get my mm-hmm. pick and get to work, dog. It yeah. wasn't none of that none of that funny yeah. stuff, man. I think he's gonna be uh I think he's gonna be still of the draft, to be honest. I hate to say it's so bold like that, but I really do. Um, I've seen some other good picks. I like Michael Parsons to the Cowboys. Um, you know, some other picks here and there, but Justin Fields to Chicago. I actually didn't see that happening before the draft. I didn't think he was going to last that long. But nah. when they made that pick, I was like, ooh, they scary now. Like, they legit scary. So if they get the things moving in the right direction, it's going to be a new monster up there because Green Bay going to lose Aaron Rodgers and it's going to open up <laughs> that division. It's going to open up that division wide. The fuck I don't think it's – man, I, I know Aaron said he ain't coming back. You think he pulls a Carson Palmer and just say I'm going to retire? Because that's the only way he's getting out. Man, he's trying to force his way out like James Harden, man. I'm telling you, he's going to get it done somehow. This, this ain't uh, basketball, bro. I, I know you Aaron Rodgers, but this ain't basketball. He's the reigning MVP. If you if he's not, he's gonna sit. He's not gonna play. That's he, why they. He, that's why they got Jordan Love, huh? Yeah, he's stacked enough money, bro. And I understand why he's mad too. They haven't drafted the offensive player in the first round since what Devontae Adams, or even it may even I don't even know if he's a first round pick. I mean, it's like they don't draft to help him. Yeah, they really don't. They. I mean, yeah, you can find good players later in the draft, but normally, I mean, the statistics show most good players are drafted in the early rounds, in the first round, second round, you know, and dude, he needs help. He really does. And so for them to miss out on that, I see why he's pissed. He should have been left, to be honest, but now he's trying to force their hand. I think he actually is going to get his way. Come on down to uh, to Las Vegas. We'll give you Derek Carr and some more stuff. Probably if y'all take Mike Mayock too, <laughs> you can make it happen. I'm tired of that motherfucker. Him and John Gruden. I'm a Raiders fan if y'all don't know, and I'm pissed off, man. That first pick of Alice Leatherwood, fuck it, I'm done with them. You don't have to draft. <laughs> national, you don't have to draft national championships in the first round every year, bro. These kids, most of the time are not panning out because they burnt out. They didn't play uh, 58 games in college. Everybody else played 42. They had a season of these playoff games added to their career. And yeah. Most of the time, you're looking at them and thinking, oh, they're a champion, so they know what it takes. That's bullshit, man. Everybody in the league, <laughs> playing in the league, did not necessarily have to be a champion to get there. Right. So, man, bro, I'm looking at these – these uh Packers picks. So Aaron Rodgers got drafted in 2005. Mm-hmm. They don't pick another offensive player in the first round until 2020, which was Jordan Love, his his quote unquote replacement. Now that's insane. Yeah, yeah. And I get that they their GM always kind of thinks outside the box, and even their new GM does. But still, man, get the guy some help, bro. That's all he wants. That's real. That is real. You see the Steelers drafted Najee Harris, man. For no damn reason. They they needed him, though. They got rid of James Conner. They needed a running back. Ben Roethlisberger. Who going to block? The same Big Ben. (laughs) You know what? I trust them, too, bro. When it comes to – when it comes to one franchise outside uh, New England, that's going to be uh, competitive every year is Pittsburgh. Uh, they, they're always going to be competitive. Okay. And so I feel like I trust them when it comes to evaluations, when it comes to picking players, they don't really bust as much as any, you know, other teams do. So yeah. 
if they say they got somebody in house that could play, they got somebody in house that could play. I'm they, not the, they not they not the Raiders right now. Yeah, That's for damn sure. You know, you know who was the last uh, offensive player that wasn't a quarterback drafted in the first round by the Packers? Oh, not a quarterback. I know it's not Devontae Adams. I think he's in the second round. Uh, I'm on green. Uh, <laughs> no, he wasn't the first round pick either. Damn, who was it? Javon Walker. <laughs> we going nah. full circle in Oakland. Yeah. In Oakland. He woke up in Oakland, man. Yeah. <laughs> we need to get him on the podcast. If I can get him as a guest, I'm done. I'm retired after retiring that. Retiring from the game. Bro. Well, man, that's all I really got, man. I, I think we hit everything. Unless I missed something. Um, I can't think of nothing. I really can't, man. Oh, shout out to uh women's uh LSU women's basketball team. Yeah. Yeah, we got Moki yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. Kim Moke, you got a got a big deal making more money than than Will the the finesse Wade. Man, look, you gotta give it to her. She got three national championships, man. So it pays to win. It pays Ranks. to win. You know, so I actually, think she she actually got more than that. I think that's just a Baylor. Yeah, I mean that's just as a head coach, but she has, I think, two as an assistant. She won one as like a. At she tick. was a player. Yeah. She was an assistant, I think. And then she was like four in high school as a state champion. So she got rings, bro. Rings. I mean, rings. that means a lot. When you have Michael Jordan being your uh, introductory speaker at your Hall of Fame induction, like that that says a lot. Michael yep. Jordan, he's, he's doing, he's giving the speech to introduce and uh, Kobe. And Coach Mulkey. So, hey, more power to her. Hey, so shout, shout, her. Out, shout out to her son, Kramer, was on the baseball yeah. team. Yeah. Doing his thing sure. now. Uh, sure. Yeah, man. It's exciting times. Hopefully we can get back in the, the Final Four again, man. It's been a minute for uh, LSU women's basketball team, man. Did oh, you know – did you know Kim's middle name is Dwayne? Yeah, it's weird as hell, man. I, I want to ask her that one day. Like, is that true? Because I saw it on Wikipedia. You know, people can edit that. So true. It, it may, it may, it may not be. It's not it your is. typical Dwayne. It's like Dwayne Brown with a U. But that's interesting, yeah, dog. It is. It makes you wonder. Is her dad black? I don't uh, know. I don't know. We we'll find out Pokey Chatham uh, middle name. Enough more. Yeah, uh, LSU announced that they're going back to 100% capacity. I think oh, the, yeah. I, I'm on the fence. I think for the football season, I think you probably get enough people vaccinated by then. But the uh, baseball, I think that's a little premature. Uh, they yeah. opened back up this week. But uh, did we get swept this weekend? I think so, dog. Damn. Shut the shit back down. <laughs> Shut it back down. We back so, John Bell Edwards put it at stage three again. <laughs> we don't need niggas in the stands. Straight up, dog. But yeah, dog, that's all I got, bro. Uh, I think we, we touched it, man. We, we got to all four yeah. corners. Yep. So y'all listen, tune in. You know, uh, find us a sponsor. Yep. Uh, Stephen Berries, we'll, we'll, we'll let y'all sponsor us. Just on yeah. Starberries. Yeah, shout out. Um, who else I want to shout out? I want to shout out Walk Ons. Um, I want to shout out uh, Chimes. They got some good ass red beans and rice. Yeah. Uh, shout out to the Canes on um, on Highland. Not, not the Canes on the other one, but the Canes uh-huh. on Highland, the original joint with all the extra grease in it. Yeah. And shout out to Louis. Okay. Um, I got I got like three of them. Oh, what you got? What you got? I got Raul's. Um, the shout Blue to House the, over the there. Mega Burgers. By, yes, the Blue House over there by Southern Campus. Oh and yeah. Jay, and JJ's in downtown Monroe. That's what I got. That's oh, me. what about the uh the fish? The fish loaf. Fi- What's it called? 
The table is bread. The table is bread. Yeah, I know someone. Yeah, 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 yeah. The table is bread. Support your black businesses. For sure. Well, shit, man. That wraps up episode ocho. I can't call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's your boy Jay Kills. And your boy Jay Ray. We gonna catch y'all on the next one.